I welcome you to our online midweek service. In the series, we have theme preparing for the new. And I want to say again that this is where you will finally, finally get to know what to do at a time when people don't know what to do. So welcome to preparing for the new 4.0. This is the fourth of the series. And please go to our website and our YouTube channel uh, and all our social media handles to catch up with what you have missed. And I can tell you something for sure. You really have missed. If you haven't joined us, if you joined us, stay with us. We're going places. It's, neat. it's important for me to remind you that the old has passed away and the new is fast unfolding. And instead of being like the ostrich, you want to hide your head in the sand or you just get stunned into a state of paralysis because of the new things are unfolding or just hiding from the, this new reality, what we need to do is to prepare for it. The future belongs to the prepared. I'll say that again. The future belongs to the prepared. And so in the new order of things, the hope that make it not ashamed is a hope that rides on adequate and thorough preparation. The, in the new order of things, the hope that make it not ashamed is a hope that rides on adequate and thorough preparation. And so I'm going to ask you to join me in prayers. Father, we as we commit our ways to you, as we go to the fountain of life to drink from the fountain of knowledge, wisdom, that we may obtain understanding, we pray that these things will resonate in our hearts and will cause us to be changed in our thinking, in our ways of doing things, so that in the, in the new dispensation and order, we may bring glory to your name and not shame. Thank you because you're ready for us and we are ready for you. We pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen. I'm going to read one scripture to you. Our guest contributor is here, is raring to go. Those of you on Facebook will not see him, but you can hear him. And I'm going to read Psalm 20 verses 1 to 2 from the contemporary English version of the Bible to set the foundation because what we're doing is based on the word of God. We are the children of the kingdom. Psalm 20, verses 1 to 2, the contemporary English version of the Bible. I read, it says, I pray that the Lord will listen when you are in trouble, and the God of Jacob will keep you safe. Can you say amen to that? Amen. May the Lord send help from his temple and come to your rescue from Mount Zion. And that's very important at this point in time that we need help. May the Lord send help from his temple and come to your rescue from Mount Zion. And that prayer is being answered today through the life of our guest contributor, myself, and all the people that have prepared this banquet just for you because God loves you. I must tell you what this is all about. This is not just some program designed because we're just doing ministry. God instructed me to help people get past the trauma of the effects of this global COVID-19 pandemic, and also to help you reinvent your lives in a purposeful way, in a successful way, post-COVID-19. This is about God call, calling me and bringing along, uh, like our guest uh, contributor today, to help you. Help them, the Lord said, by showing them simple ways, simple practical ways to win this battle. There is a battle that is ongoing. Help them 
start from where they're at. Help them to start with what they already have whilst learning what they also need to know. It's all about helping you because, beloved, God loves you so much. He is committed to your success, is committed that you will do well in life. And that's why I think this series preparing for the new. And this is where you will finally get to know what to do. And so today we're going to be looking at the subject, developing opportunity spotting skills in the new era. Developing the very needed opportunity spotting skills in the new era. And it's going to come with this bonus of practical examples of opportunities that some people have seen some people have been waiting on the Lord and they're able to help us like our guest contributor today. And why are we looking at developing opportunity spotting skills in a new era? That's because God is more the God of opportunities than the God of blessings. Those that come to Grace Assembly know I say that all the time. It's something I coined. I've always said it. God, God is more the God of opportunity than the God of blessings. So what I mean by that is when God really wants to bless you, most and generally, he will give you a great opportunity. Hardly do you get signed, sealed, and delivered blessing at your doorstep. If God wants to prosper you, he'll give you opportunity in business. You're I doubt if you're ever going to see a huge um, uh, uh, trunk of money deposited by an angel in front of your house is not likely to happen. And so that's why we're looking at the subject, developing opportunity spotting skills in this new era. Opportunity spotting skills directed to a new era. Not what used to work before. It, is, it has to be what will work now. i read the final scripture to you. And uh, I'm sure our guest contributor will love to hear this one. Ephesians 5 and verse 15b to 16, I read from the New Living Translation of the Bible, and that should come up on your screen. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15b to 16, from the New Living Translation of the Bible. And it says, don't live like fools. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. I read that again. Don't live like fools. Why? It says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. If you don't make use of every opportunity, what it means is that you, God can't even help you. You're living like fools. And how then can we uh, activate this instruction from the Lord? This can only happen if we have learned to acquire the ability to spot opportunities. How can I make the most of every opportunity? I cannot see. So today is a very critical day in the lives of all the viewers. Today is a day truly the Lord has made. We will have cause to rejoice and be glad in it in retrospect, particularly. And at this point in time, the time you have been waiting for, it's time for me to bring on our guest contributor today. He was with us last week and it was a runaway success. In fact, nobody asked any question because he was just answering the questions from people's hearts. He could literally see into their hearts. And I'm so pleased uh, to have again Steve Harris, formerly called Mr. Ruthless Execution. Um, he is regarded as one of Nigeria's leading business coaches. 
is also one of the most watched, most downloaded, quoted, and followed business coaches in Nigeria. Isn't that wonderful? He's also been profiled in Forbes Africa, The Economist, The Slate Magazine, and has been frequently listed as one of the world's top 100 business coaches to follow on Twitter. And to top it all, he's a valiant minister of the gospel. At this point in time, I, I, I ask you to receive with Jesus' joy our guest contributor, Steve Harris. You're welcome. Steve, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Pastor Femi. It's an honor. It's an amazing privilege, one that I don't take for granted, and I don't take it lightly. Um, whether it's virtual, whether it's physical, um, the privilege to have graced your platform once um, is an honor. Twice is, I mean, I can die a happy man. So <laughs> thank you so much for the privilege. <laughs> thank you for, we're glad to have you, and thank you for agreeing to come a second time because it just struck me that if we're really going to help people, we have to look at this peculiar need of the people of God. And I'm going to, um, just to get every one of us ready, I'm going to give you um, a kind of synopsis of how this um, meeting is going to go. We're going to start with uh, five, five different modules or questions that our guest is going to help us to address. The first one is he will help us um, identify the simple to-dos that helps one develop opportunity spotting skills. There are some things you need to do so that you can develop this critical uh, opportunity spotting skills in this new era. The second one is the simple do nots. <laughs> the first one is the do's, and then we'll go to the do nots. The do nots that hinder one from developing this opportunity spotting skills, and we don't have a lot of time. So we've got to learn it quickly, we've got to deploy it, we've got to practice it. The third one is what I call watch out. <laughs> Watch out that after developing the skills, that the killers of opportunity spotting skills, we need to avoid these killers of opportunity spotting skills. And he is going to help us with these things. And the fourth one would be what I call practice makes perfect. How to effectively practice opportunity spotting skills and by so doing, converting opportunities into real progress. Hallelujah. And then the fifth one is a big, big bonus. And only, I think only someone like me can ask him to do this. And I'm glad he's agreed to do it. That is an industry-by-industry industry analysis of basic opportunities in Nigeria at this time. Industry-by-industry industry analysis of basic opportunities in Nigeria at this particular point in time. And so having Steve Harris with us, we welcome you. And I'm going to say, you can just launch into the deep, do what you do, bless the people of God, and we will be praying for you that God will reward you mightily in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, once again, thank you so much, sir, for the huge opportunity. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about, just, just as you were talking about the scripture, um, it came to mind that um, I, was, I, was, I was just thinking about... Um, I think it was Elijah who was sitting on Mount Carmel, and he asked his servants, what do you see? We remember that he asked his servants to go back and forth seven times to see the signs, um, and each time the guy didn't see anything that was significant. Uh, but the long story short is being able to spot opportunity 
um, requires perception. It requires in-depth critical analysis. Um, and the beautiful thing about spotting opportunities quickly is you get to have that first mover advantage. So, for example, Elijah stayed on Mount Carmel, got his servant to look seven times. The guy comes back and says, I see you know, the pillar of cloud the size of a man's hand. Now, usually the big problem with spotting opportunity is we tend to underestimate the volume of that opportunity. So just like the servants, he looks at it and says, it's just a cloud and it's not really significant. It's just the size of a man's hand. Um, we tend to underestimate the opportunity that is on the horizon. But because Elijah was perceptive, um, he gave a word, and which is where instruction comes in. He gave the word where he said, look, tell the king, you know, pack up your stuff right now, go right now, and head to the city. And we all know the story. Um, Elijah himself girded himself and ran ahead of even the person he had instructed and got to the city of Jezreel, which is 25, 27 miles distance, even before the king. So what am I saying? I'm saying that in real opportunity, people tend to underestimate it. So right now, we're looking at things, where, because of COVID, we're seeing business as usual. Um, things will get back to normal. Um, even though things will have a semblance of, you look at it from the horizon and say, well, COVID didn't really disrupt us. Online technology didn't really disrupt us. I'm frozen. Yeah, can, like, we can hear you very well. Thank you for even moving to the car just to bless the people of God. God will reward you mightily in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> so, so I was saying that the, the challenge with opportunity is that it's often underestimated. So we look at what's coming and we don't think it's significant. You know, we look at what's coming and we think that, you know, it's, it's business as usual. But we don't recognize, we don't recognize that in every opportunity there is great prosperity. So one of the things that we need to do is never underestimate the opportunity. So, we, you know, many people look at COVID and say um, things, don't, things haven't necessarily changed. You know, the lockdown has been removed. People are going about their business. But don't be deceived. You know, what you may see as um, the regular, you know, the Bible says you, you can't pour um, new wine into old wineskins because it will burst the wineskins. Um, and that talks about an increase in capacity. So first off, in order for us to be able to maximize the opportunities that are available, we must be perceptive. We must be asking ourselves critical questions. We must challenge the status quo. We mustn't just take things for granted to say, this is how things have always been done. This is how things will always be done. That's not going to happen. Things are changing. So just like Elijah, it requires foresight. And most, more importantly, sir, this is where I think a lot of people miss it. It requires execution. Because the Bible said, Elijah told Ahab, he said, gather your chariot, run quickly, run quickly, run now. The problem that many of us are having is we're caught up in analysis paralysis. We're caught up in a perfection paradox. We're caught up in the quest for pro procrastination up in the quest for perfection, which is re uh, really procrastination in disguise. So when we do all those things, by the time we, we now want to execute on the, on the opportunity, um, that ship has sailed. And somebody else who is hungrier than we are, who probably has less anointing, less talents, less gifts, but a lot more hunger, will absolutely beat you hands down 
every time. So please let us not um, underestimate the size of the cloud because it looks like the size of a man's hand. That we say, eh, it can't really do anything. What can the size, what can a cloud that size do? But we remember that that cloud was carrying the stored up rain of three and a half years and it was a deluge. You know what I'm saying? So listen, guys, if you underestimate the opportunities, they will pass you by and you will keep playing catch up and it's not DSTV. Yes, sir. Oh, thank, thank you so much. I mean, here you've heard it, that when God is going to bring the opportunity, you press God to see it, but don't judge it by what it looks like. As a matter of fact, you need to begin to pray to be able to see where it is going. It, uh, Harry said that the, the cloud of a, the size of a man was actually carrying three and a half years rain. That was going to put an end to a major national famine. One cloud. When our cloud comes, may we not miss it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. A a amen. Amen. I, I don't want to hold you back. I want you to just go on. <laughs> so, so, so basically, look, guys, there, there's huge opportunity. I mean, I mean, I was reading just this morning that i mean let me let me let me show you how um i i sent i sent an email broadcast sir to the to, to over six thousand people that I, i'm privileged to mentor and i said to them goliath has taken off his armor david you better start running <laughs> i'm going to say that again i said goliath has taken off his armor so david you better start running now and i said that because Many of the organizations that are industry giants, many of the organizations that, so to speak, are too rigid in their philosophy, are too, you know, caught up in their own web because they're too strong, they're behemoths, so they can't be taken, taken over, are now realizing that, man, look, COVID has come, so we better reposition. So let me give you a very practical example, just in case people are not aware. So Eco Hotel... You know, the hotel chain, the restaurant hotel chain has decided that, okay, COVID has literally stopped our business because, you know, people are, they, they're locked down. They're afraid of staying in hotels. It's not safe. It may not be sanitary. There's so many people. Anyone can be infected, yada, yada, yada. It's a high contact center. So do you know what they did, sir? They offered two services. So right now, Eco Hotel is offering two things. Number one, they're offering um, meals from their restaurants. So now Eco Hotel mm -hmm. is doing deliveries from their, from their Sky Bar or any of their restaurants, delivering it home. Eco Hotel has just launched 24-hour laundry and dry cleaning services. What? Yes, sir. <laughs> laundry and dry cleaning services, they're now offering catering service, services. So Goliath has taken off his armor, and he's coming for you, David. So how many, let me put it this way, how many laundry businesses offer 24-hour services? Not many, because the small businesses, the Davids don't have the capacity, they don't have the money, they don't have the resources. So Eco Hotel is now saying, you know what, we can actually launder your clothes at any time of the day, 24 hours booking, 
and we will deliver to your doorstep. And guess what, sir? They will deliver in their pretty bags that say Eco Hotel and Suites. So now you're going to you're now going to pick up your laundry and it's going to have the Eco Hotel tag, which for you as as an individual is a bragging right because you say I don't you know I don't get to wash a man to wash my clothes. Eco Hotel launders my clothes. So it's a bit of swag. It's, it's bragging rights. Now, the small Davids who initially were being recalcitrant or not delivering, you know, very uh, amazing competitive services or were not winning the hearts of their customers are now realizing that the big guys have now dropped their weapons and are now going after your own customers. You know what I'm saying? So those guys who previously were caterers or are caterers, um, and they, you know, they provide food and cuisine and things like that. Now, that number one um, ensures that their food has the highest standards of quality. Number two has a very diverse menu, so continental, African, West African, West Indian. Number three has the very best hands-on staff. Uh, on staff, so they have five-star chefs and they've got Michelin-star uh, chefs. Are now going to be delivering food to your house so you can even say that i'm a big boy i don't eat at mr biggs no no disrespect to them i don't eat at xyz hotel bring my food. you just take a picture of the shopping bag and say oh because i'm a big boy i can get my food delivered by i can now have luxury cuisine i can have gourmet cuisine i can have fine dining delivered to my doorstep goliath has taken off its armor and Goliath, David, you better start running. Because if you don't sure. reposition yourself, my friend, the battle has changed. The environment has changed. Business as we know it has changed. So, David, if you're busy sitting down there thinking that, well, you know, because I'm nimble, I'm quick, I'm, I, you know, I don't have the overheads, Goliath, everything that had slowed Goliath down is what Goliath has now taken off. And David, you better start running. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, can you see now that we really have to get to the bottom of spotting opportunities? As a matter of fact, I remember last Wednesday, you, you dropped something that you didn't know how big it was. I mean, just like the cloud. <laughs> just like the cloud you're talking about. You, you, you have um, uh, uh, someone that consults with you, and she used to bake cakes and so on, and yeah. you and she couldn't bake and so on, and you gave her um, an idea to be training people online how to bake from their homes because they all have these fancy cookers anyway. Yeah. And she started making one million and so on plus. Now, what makes a Steve Harris be able to see that which someone like her, who's well-educated and exposed, could not see. I mean, that gift, that skill, is not common. Can you tell us what makes you able to see such things when she thought she was in a dead end? Um, I mean, to be honest, I can't, I can't take the credit or the glory for any of the things that I do. I know it's a free gift of God's grace. Um, so, and that gift is available to all, but beyond that, I also think, um, I'm very curious and I'm, I'm always asking questions. I keep asking questions like, you know, what is the end of, you know, what is the end of this industry? 
and how do we make sure you mitigate against it? You know, what is the end of this product and how do you mitigate against it? What are the risks? You know, and, and last time I was, I, was, I was here, I talked about looking at your SWOT analysis. Every entrepreneur, not even an entrepreneur, do a SWOT analysis. If you don't know how to do it, please Google it, right? There, there are templates there. You know, watch YouTube videos. Look at your strengths. Criticize your weaknesses. Look at the opportunities. And then look at the threats, right? Remember, at the end of the day, the customer wants things to be incredibly easy for them. Whatever you're doing has to be incredibly easy for the customer, so the future ultimately, for example, dry cleaning and laundromat services, you're going to have to request them on an app. If you don't have an app for your dry cleaning laundry, you're out of business. You know what I mean? Because if the customers are going to use to make their buying decisions are is on their phone. You can buy electricity on your phone. You can do banking transactions on your phone. You can get a ride on your phone. You can pay your bills on your phone. Anything that is not configured in some way, shape, or form for this platform that we're on right now is going the way of Jurassica. It's going the way of the dinosaurs. Listen, guys, Pastor Femi Paul always talks about critical thinking. He always talks about, you know, um, um, one of the things that I remember, you know, back then when I used to work with you, sir, um, you uh, um, used to talk about intelligent Christianity. You know, the fact that you're... That's right. Does it mean your brain has gone on holiday? You know what I mean? Your brain cannot go on holiday. You have the mind of Christ, but for the love of God, use it. Ask questions. Critique. Ask questions. You know, and if you don't have the right, listen, if you don't ask the right questions, you will not, you will not get the right answers. The dinosaurs disappeared in, you know, Jurassica because they were not able to adapt to the Ice Age. If you cannot adapt to what is coming, your business is going extinct. Now, just because Eco Hotel has done that, of course, they may not be able to serve the entire market. But guess what? In just this era, right, and please remember, it's not limits you. You don't know how to COVID, it took lockdown for them to... Un unleash their creative intelligence, allow me to use that word, to say, you know what, our laundry, our laundromat can be a business, uh, a revenue generator, right? Our kitchen is a revenue generator. If we've got 3,000 rooms and those 3,000 rooms cannot be booked by people, you know what? W guess what? So now it's now basically two rooms, oh, sir, two rooms that are now running, so to speak, the the, the daily, so to speak, the daily needs of a hotel. Because let's say they have 3,000 rooms to rent out, right? But unfortunately, because of policy and yada, 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 people won't go there. But now, it's just the kitchen and the laundromat that are now running and taking care of their exp ex uh, expenses. It's not what you don't have that limits you guys. It's what you have, but you don't know how to use. If you're not asking the right questions, what can I carry? I'll be waiting, I carry... Right? If you're not asking the right questions, what can I do now that people want, that I can provide for them, that will either help them amplify their status or meet a need or increase their pre prestige? Listen, oh, people are buying stuff, whether you like it or not. People, are, people will still buy Prada.
people still buy Gucci. COVID or no COVID, yada, yada, or no yada, yada, they will still pay for what they're paying for. They will pay for what they consider as urgent, as important. If you're not creative, if you're not asking the right question, if you're not looking down the road and say, where is the end of this industry? And how can I have first mover advantage? You know, last time I was on, 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 on the service, I talked about surfing. And I said, other, this, the wave comes generally to drown people who are not well positioned. But the surfer has got the surfboard. He's able to run. He literally takes his surfboard in the direction of the wave. And because he's positioned with the right tools, with the right equipment, he's able to ride upon those waves. And all he has to do is to be able to adapt to the direction of the wave. And the wave does all the work. The wave does all the work. All he does is to adapt and position. Yes, sir. Please. <laughs> Can, can I come into this analysis of the suffer? But before I do that, let me just um, read some comments, very good comments here. Uh, Minister Dave, you said curiosity, um, you need to be inquisitive, you need to be analytical, and you should do SWOT analysis and seek mentors that this will help for one to be able to spot opportunities. I totally agree. Uh, my wife says Coca-Cola now makes hand sanitizer. Yes. I mean, so... Yes. What is this? Within the scope of everything they were doing, they realized that things are not working so well anymore. They began to spot opportunities within their own system. Yes. What was serving a co hotel, they suddenly realized you can serve another market, but the money still comes to a co hotel. Absolutely. And on a smaller scale, perhaps that's what we need to do. Let me talk about the, the, let me talk about the, the surfing thing. You know what they say? A good surfer never chases the wave that has crested right. and is now rolling out. Right. They always see past that. They look for the wave that is just gathering momentum yeah. and they ride with it and crest with it and then it takes them so far. Yep. So what is happening for a lot of people is that stop chasing waves that have crested, they're going out. They're done. You have to swim ahead and find a new wave that is really how to spot opportunities. The one that has more ahead of it, the one that will last longer. So it's, it's, it's like, don't, don't get on a dying uh, boss. It's going to conquer out soon. Yeah. Uh, this is very good. Let me let you continue. No, I mean, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So, I mean, Coca-Cola is now making hand sanitizer. Um, Louis Vuitton is now making face masks, branded face masks and hand sanitizer. I mean, come on, guys. Goliath has dropped their armor. <laughs> Goliath has dropped their armor, and they're coming after you, David. So I, have a, question. I have a question for you. Yes. I have a question for you. Why would a Prada, why would a, an Eco Hotel, why would a giant Coca-Cola be able to step down lower to look at things that ordinarily would say, how much money can you make from seven meals? delivering meals. Why, what makes them able to say, listen, it may look small like the cloud the size of a man's fist that the servant of Elijah saw, but on the whole, when you aggregate all the money that's going to come in, it will rise and become some formidable sort of income. Why is it then that ordinary people cannot step down and break you know, a hole into bits and let every bit begin to do stuff. Maybe you can help us with that. Um, uh, uh, I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's hunger. 
you know, Coca-Cola, Eco Hotel, they don't see it as being too low for them. It's a business. It's either you, it's either you adapt or you die. It's as simple as that. It's either you reposition or you die, right? And like you said, this just might be the sm the slow momentum of the crest uh, of the wave gaining momentum. Um, but who's to say that in this in this season? And that's the beautiful thing about you know um, developments and adapting. It's the things that you think are not so important that if you give them full attention, they have they, they just have a way of surprising surprising you. I mean, just this alone, Eco Hotel has created two new revenue streams. Now, it may not be as significant as their accommodation business, but guess what? It's paying the bills, right? But I think many of us who are listening many times don't have that, and I, I mean no disrespect, many times don't, we're playing it by ear. You know what I mean? We're, we're just playing it by ear. So we start a business and we think that, well, because I birthed the business, I know how to grow the business. No, the fact that you're a parent doesn't necessarily mean you are aptly educated to raise a child. Anybody can have a baby, but not anyone can raise a child. Not everyone can raise a lady. Not everyone can raise a gentleman, right? That's why you send your children to school to compensate for the areas that you are deficient. So as entrepreneurs and possibly even employees, you need to realize that you don't have all the answers, which is where coaching comes in, consultancy comes in, looking for experts comes in. You know, you, you've got to be able to find experts. So many entrepreneurs don't, they just say to themselves, well, I can't afford it. I beg, I beg, I beg, I can't afford it. There's no point. But the opportunity cost to your business is so high. And it's really sad, sir, that I'm seeing so many businesses that I don't, that will not make it. Because now, guess what? The customers, for the last two months, the customers have been trained to stay at home. They are now more discerning about where they go. They're more discerning about how they spend their money. They're more discerning about who they spend it on. They're looking at things and they're saying, I, I survived two months without this thing. I don't need you anymore now. And the businesses that were not able to win their mind share right by winning their hearts or adding value i remember that i said the last time i was here i said you may not be able to sell in this season but you can add value so the businesses that didn't add value and didn't you know um resonate with them or you know to win their hearts will most likely go out of business and it's a really 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 sad pass so critical thinking is important asking the right questions is absolutely important getting mentorship but beyond all that sir at the end of the day you know what see Everybody's watching Instagram lives. I mean, right now we are on the same time, time, time step. If you check your Instagram stories, there are probably 10 different people who are doing live video right now. You've watched live video from morning till night. What have you done with it? Oh, what have you done? What have you done? You are just watching, watching, getting constipated, doing nothing. Absolutely squat. You're not doing anything. And I find that people are just... They're, they're getting satiated and they're having information overload. Take one thing. I take God beg you. All the people that Pastor Femi has brought, and I've been privileged to come back twice, all the people that he's brought, take one thing. If you just take one thing, that out of all of us, all the things he said, and do it. Don't get distracted by shiny object syndrome. Don't crack your brain about, oh, I need 10 steps. You don't need 10 steps. You need one. Just do it. You don't need 10 keys. They've changed the padlock. The, the, the key that you had before, the padlock has been changed. Just get <laughs> Stop. Done. <laughs> well, that is the, that's why he's called the Mr. Ruthless Execution. 
that in all that, that he's given, it's only as good as you using it. And some of us have become addicts to uh, webinars and, 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 and some, uh, some uh, teaching exercises and so on. You really have to take something and use it. Let's say information you get is like a key. Unless you put it in the lock and turn it, it has no value. The door will never uh, lock. And don't wear the information on your necklace like a pendant. That's not what it was meant to do. As a matter of fact, I want to challenge all our um, listeners and viewers from across the world. Let's give Steve Harris um, um, uh, a gift to, to say that in a short while, we're going to bring you back and we're going to be telling you what we have done and how much we have moved forward because you have no business wanting to come back if we're not going to do anything. Can I get an agreement across board? Can I get an agreement from all the members of Grace Assembly, even in diaspora, that Steve Harris, you're coming back to come and hear what we have done. Mr. Ruthless Executor Execution, you will find out we're going to execute. Can I hear an amen to everybody out there? Another thing that struck me I, that I want you to help us with is what I would call opportunity sorting skills. Opportunity sorting skills. Because most and generally, if you start um, asking the right questions, you, you start moving with uh, very uh, upwardly mobile people, and you, 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 you start getting um, information, you have a mentor and so on, you will most and generally begin to see opportunities. But I have found that some people cannot sort the opportunities because just because you see an opportunity doesn't mean you are the best person to execute it. Yes. So there's a connection that we need to make. Can you help us with that? Um, let, let, me, let me see if I can answer this with a story. I don't know if you'll remember, Pastor Femi, because I'm, I'm taking you back. Let me see how many years. I'm taking <laughs> you back... Um, I'm taking you back 18 years, all right? I'm taking you back 18, 17, 18 years, if, you're, if you might remember. So wow. I was sitting in Grace Assembly on a Sunday, and Pastor Femi Paul was preaching a message. I think I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I think you were preaching about metaschematizo, if I'm not mistaken. Metaschematizo, spot on. <laughs> I remember. I remember. And... I was sitting in the service and I was listening to you and you were talking about metaschematizo. You were talking about transformation, where the, uh, where the larva evolves to the caterpillar. You talking about transformation. And I remember sitting down in the service um, and after the service, the preaching had been done and there was, a, there was, a, there was an opportunity um, in the church announcements um, for a personal assistant. In fact, there were two, two vacancies. One was for a church administrator and the other was for a personal assistant for you. And I'm sitting down here, you know, in the service, and I'm saying to myself, you know, I have nothing. I've dropped out of school. Nobody's going to give me a chance. But there was something that I said to myself, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Shit, it will bounce me now. Eh, now. It's bouncing, it will bounce me. And I remember that uh, the part of the, the application said, you needed to have a first degree, and I didn't have a first degree. And I said to myself, eh, it's not what you don't have that limits you. It's what you have, but you don't know how to use. And I remember coming in. I, I looked at the office, uh, uh, the, uh, office administrator. I realized I didn't have any administrative skills. But I said, you know what? I can, I can be a personal assistant. I think I can, I've got what it takes to be able to help you out. Um, and I came in, and I had a meeting with you. Um, 
I'm, I don't think I blew you off your feet, that's for sure, because you have really high standards of excellence. But the thing about it was, you know, you took a chance on me, right? But and my story would not be complete without you because you are the first person, right, who believed in me, who, who trained, taught, uh, taught, tutored, polished me, stretched me, even though I, was, I wasn't happy about being stretched. Um, but my point, my point was I recognized that in that was an opportunity, uh, an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to add value, an opportunity to make things easier for someone else. It, it was, I, I mean, there was nothing about pay or any of those things, which of course you did, but there was nothing about what was in it for me. It was about what was in it. How can I bring value to someone else? And I think that one of the ways that you spot opportunity, right, is to ask the question, how can I bring value to someone else? When you ask that question, you start pulling out by yourself all the stops. You start coming up with answers. You know what I mean? And most people are not willing to do that. We're, we're thinking about what, okay, so if there's no value for me, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, there's no points. You know That's I mean? right. That's right. It's about, it's about what can I get out of this? Yes. All those days are gone. It's what you can bring in that is creates the opportunity. Get a look at our opportunity sorting skills because sometimes we're going to have more than one opportunity so that we don't get tricked by the devil to try and uh, execute uh, an opportunity that we're not um, to, to, to actually uh, convert into progress. So, uh, Harris, thank you. Uh, for being back, you were talking about the story about how you saw an opportunity and uh, you were trying to address the issue of um, opportunity setting um, so that we don't run in the wrong direction. So you were saying that you got an opportunity, you didn't look like you had enough to go for it, but because you were strong in faith and you said to yourself, what is the worst that can happen? They say no. You came and I said yes. And I, I, if I should push it forward a bit, Along came fella, you saw an opportunity. What is the most person can say? No, you can't follow fella. Or fella says, no, Harris can't follow me. I said to you, fine, I'll talk to him. He's my friend and my brother. And fella said, that's fine. If you say it's okay, that's it. But let me let you tell the story and, and finish it off. You know, so uh, thank you for having me back. So, so basically, guys, what I'm saying is... Um, you're able to add that kind of value by asking yourself, how can you serve? You know, how can you make things easier for someone? I also remember, let me just quickly tell the story of even when I started working with Fela, um, I was hired as an office assistant. You know, I was hired as an office assistant, um, but he never treated me like one. But I, I kept seeing how I could add value and add value. Um, and I was learning um, in the system. So he had consultants that were working with him and things like that. Um, and after, you know, after work, I would stay over in the house and I would watch, I would, you know, I would watch how, you know, Fela would create proposals or the team will create proposals or presentations, you know, even working with Fela as an office assistant, um, I would see other consultants go about their business and I would observe how they prepared proposals, presentations, and things like that. And I would stay an extra hour after work or two just to learn how that was done in my own spare time. Um, and then fast forward, you know, I would get the opportunity to follow them for trainings um, and pitches at corporations. Um, 
And even though I was an office assistant, you know, once in a while they would ask me, you know, have you done your chores for the for the day? I'm like, yes, I've done my chores, but just give me an opportunity to just, you know, let me just sit, let me observe, let me learn. Um, and then I would try as much as possible to be very, very helpful. Then on the way back, I would ask fella, you know, um, sir, you said something about this. Can you explain it to me? Um, and, and, and here's the interesting thing. By this time, I was already living with Fela and Tara in their home. Um, and I was living in the BQ with some other boys whom Fela had also adopted. Um, and I would, I would go to the bathroom and I would stand in front of the mirror and I would start practicing some of the things. That I <laughs> um, but I didn't know that I was preparing for an opportunity that was someday going to come. And fast forward, we get a call from one of our clients, um, Diamond Bank, and they say, hey, sorry about the short notice. We thought we reached out to you. Um, you know, please, you guys have a training tomorrow. Long story short, I called Fela, who was unavailable. Nobody at the company was available. Um, so he, he called some of his friends, you know, Larry and Lushala, Nia, Desoya, asked some of them if they were available to make it. Unfortunately, they couldn't. And I'll never forget that, you know, that day, um, Fela was literally pacing the floor and he was like, what do we do? You know, who do? I was feeling my boss's pain. And that's that thing that I said of how do I serve? And, you know, Fela was pacing the floor. I was pacing the floor with him. And he was saying, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I was saying, what do we do? What do we do? He said, who do we call? I was like, who do we call? <laughs> we're both going back and forth. And then um, something literally almost hit me upside the head. And I knew it was the spirit of God. And he says to me, this is your opportunity. Take it. And I'm looking at my boss, who's this internationally renowned consultant, motivational speaker. And I said to him, I said, FD. He said, yeah. I said, I was thinking. He said, yeah. I said, Diamond Bank. He said, yeah. I said, let me go. He said, eh? <laughs> I said, nothing, sir. What did you just say? So I said it again. Then he says to me, what makes you think that you can do this? So I said to him, bank and this bank. I had five minutes to address the class. I had five minutes to address the class. I've been preparing, blah, blah, blah. He says, do you know the presentation? I said, yes, I do. He said, bring the laptop, come and present it to me. Now, if I had not been preparing, and that's the thing about opportunity, if you've not been preparing for the, for the, for the opportunity you're praying for, you're wasting your time. You know what I mean? So I was preparing. Um, he says, do you, do you know the, the presentation? I said, yes. He said, bring it to me. I brought it. He said, present. And I presented for over an hour and then he said I could go. And long story short, that was the defining moment that translated me from an office assistant previously to an associate consultant. And within two years, I was the head of our consulting group. Now, all the other guys who were there who were my bosses ended up reporting to me. So my point is this. Many of us are not preparing for the opportunities that we're praying about, sir. This is a lot. Um... I, I want you to now um, try and help us run through uh, a lot of the um, industries and just give us an inkling to the opportunities that you see are available and so that everybody can sort themselves out and see which one falls along their lines and go on like you did, prepare for it and execute. And by the next time we bring you it's not so much you speaking to us, we're telling you, everybody telling you how far they have come from the ideas, uh, from the uh, nuggets of truth and um, the ideas that, uh, of opportunities that you have blessed us with. Yes, sir. Thank you. 
Um, so, for example, I would say like banking is about to be disrupted. Um, one of the one of the major threats, which could also ultimately become an opportunity, is recapitalization. So um, many banks are going to take over other banks, which means that many individuals um, will lose their jobs. Now, even though many uh, individuals might will lose their jobs, there is an opportunity called the gig economy. I'm going to say that again. There's an opportunity called the gig economy, G-I-G, all right? And the gig economy, the gig, that, that word gig is taken from the word, you know, I, you know, I have, I have a short gig. So um, organizations are going to be hiring people on a gig basis, on a contract basis. So they're going to be um, hiring more people who will work short, time, short terms, who will be working multiple, for multiple organizations. Let me, put, let me say it again. So the, 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 the power is going to be with the employee because now the employee is going to be required to work maybe three months with this bank. But at the same time, that employee can decide to work with multiple organizations working shifts. So, for example, rather than resuming, they will be outsourcing a lot of things. So you need to, if you, if you don't know about this, please go and read about it. It's called, Google it, it's called the gig economy, G-I-G. God is good, gig economy, right? That's, that is the future of outsourcing. That's the future of freelancing. So there's going to be a lot more. So organizations are going to be paying people more for deliverables as opposed to time. I'm going to say that again. Organizations are going to be paying people more for deliverables as opposed to this time that they spend. All right. So if you're looking at, for example, providing those kind of services for organizations, knowing that they will downsize, that is a huge opportunity. Many people, unfortunately, will lose their, their positions in banks and many of these uh, many organizations. Any, any job, let me, let me say this very, very importantly. So, for example, if you're an employee, one of, the, one of the roles that will never be automated or will be incredibly hard to be automated is marketing. And I hear so many people say, I hate marketing. I don't like marketing. My friend, mar robots can't market. Robots can do customer service. They can handle administration. They can handle payroll. They can handle HR, but they can't, hand they can't sell. So selling is an incredible skill that you must have during this time. You must be able to sell. Persuasion, persuasion marketing, selling, it is an incredible skill you need to pick up. The ability to persuade people towards your train of thought, to cause people to purchase and buy, it is a huge one. If you don't know how to sell, you're sitting on the bicycle. If you're not thinking about the gig economy, you're thinking about you're, you're, on, you're on the bicycle. Um, another thing that will, another skill um, that will be um, incredibly required will be copywriting skills. All right, copywriting skills. Now, what is copywriting, fellas? Copywriting is, excuse me, copywriting is, you know, using a few terms in English, for example, or in any language to persuade a customer to take an action. All right. So, for example, I've said before, you know, um, let me give an example. I was I was consulting to a client who runs a furniture business. Um, and I and I had and we had to we had to change her marketing because she was selling furniture and she wasn't really doing very well. And I said to her, "You don't sell furniture pieces; you sell conversation starters." So I said to her, "You need to position what you sell that if people come into your house and there's no furniture that causes conversation, you just have bland furniture." 
that you don't sell furniture. You sell conversation starters or conversation pieces. You sell those items of furniture that are so unique that when people come into your room or your apartment or your house, that's the first thing they notice. And each time they talk about it, excuse me, each time they talk about it, you'll feel like you've gotten your money back. Copywriting is an incredible skill. We did that for her. That shifted her business phenomenally. Because she said, she tells people, I don't sell furniture. If you want furniture, go and buy it on the road or go and meet somebody else. But if you want conversation starters, conversation pieces, I'm the one to talk to. All right? That's an incredible skill. Excuse me. That's an incredible skill that people need to have. Data management is an incredible skill you must have. All right? If you're inclined in that way, it's an incredible skill you must have. Harvard, Oxford, Stanford, many of them are doing free courses. Right? Excuse me. They're doing free courses. Um, that you can pay for a certification, um, that you can learn many of these skills. That's a skill, excuse me, that's a skill that you need to be able to handle, all right? Another skill that you may think that is, is you know, is, uh, may not be so significant is, excuse me, social media management. Excuse me, social media management, content creation. Those skills are incredibly, incredibly important, all right? So that's just a run-through, for example, of skills that you need to start developing in this new wineskin era that will keep you, excuse me, that will keep you um, in the black, as they say. You know what I mean? These are skills that you can pick up. These are skills that you can learn. These are things that you need to think about. So if you're an organization, you need to start thinking about, you know, more marketing, selling. Um, they'll start cutting their costs with things like the gig economy. So if you think about recruiting, um, hiring people to work shifts virtually, and those people would have the, the functionality based on, de uh, on deliverables, that's a huge skill that many people, somebody says photography, yes, photography. But guess what? Photography, while it's a great skill, um, you have to sell much more than pictures because I can take my phone and sell, I can take my phone and take a picture. That's not a unique proposition for me. You've got to be able to offer me something much more than capturing memories because with my phone, I can capture a memory. All right. So that's, that is a skill, but it's not compelling enough because you, the average customer can do it by themselves. So you need to think beyond just something the customer can do by themselves. You need to be able to pivot. I hope that helps in some way, sir. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are taking notes out there. There's something else occurred to me in this um, new um, opportunities that will come up. I think um, information research, because a lot of people can't research things or they don't have time. So I call it empirical information research. Right. Where someone, you you said gig uh, proposition or something now, yeah. and for somebody who's very busy. It can tell you, go and find out everything about this and type it or put it in a synoptic um, uh, 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 profile that yeah. I can read in an hour or 30 minutes and I'm going to pay you. So yeah. if, you're, if you, you need to, a lot of people need to learn how to research things and um, put it in a synopsis, uh, in a synopsis that the, 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 the personal commissioning can read it and use the information because they may not have time or the skill to do that. And I also think the same thing about acquiring data, um, data about something somebody wants to do. So you don't need to have a big office to do that. You can do that from home. And let me put this way. If you do um, research, information research for 10 clients, and all of them just pay you maybe 100000 each, yeah, that's a, a that's million. Yeah. And then 
And then you talk about social media management. Listen, social media management, everything happens online now. It is how they view you online that's your reality. Yeah. So you, you don't need to be good at that. You, you farm it out to someone. You, you're not going to hire somebody to do that. You give it to someone as a portfolio. Yeah. The guy has uh, maybe five of you, and everybody gives him 100K every month. He's working from his bedroom and he's earning 500K, seven, five customers who are extremely happy because their social media profile is increasing, is getting better. They are being profiled the way they want to be profiled. They don't even know how to do it. They don't even want to know how to do it because that's not their core business. True. And so those are the areas, again, I want you to confirm that. Am I right in that? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. You know, some people are, have skills like they use just to fool around. You could sell those skills. I'm, I've, I've done, and I want you to uh, help me out with this, I've done some analysis, and I, I find that there are some areas that are going to, uh, there's going to be openings like cyber security. Oh, now, yeah. when everything goes online, everybody needs to be careful because online you can be hit hard. Yeah. Um, data analysis as a matter of fact, if you've got an opportunity, you need to analyze the data to see whether it actually makes sense so that you don't jump in and find out that it was just um, a puff of smoke. Um, I, I have here also like cloud services, um, how to manage people. Cloud uh, on the yes, cloud services are huge. Amazon, Microsoft, Google, they primarily are in the business of selling cloud services. That's a huge one. Yes, they are. Yeah, look at telecoms now. You may never get a job to work in the telecoms, but there are fallout um, things you can do in the, in, the, in the food chain of telecoms. You just need to find a niche there. Um, and, and just um, getting that because telecoms power all these uh, gadgets that we have to use. So they're going to get bigger, so they're going to have more to do, and they don't want to uh, stuff everybody. So it's better to snoop around there and, you know, uh, get some easy pickings. Uh, we also have... Um, Farming, because food will always be in. Oh, yeah. and, um, and, and I think today people are going to be, from to now, that people are going to be very careful what they eat. So if you get into farming and you can assure them that your, your, your food, uh, whatever you're selling, has no contamination, there's right. no risk of contamination and so on. A premium will be put on that because food is not food anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> food is anymore how it is handled the processing and so on and because we have always also found out that what we eat is who we are right. um, I think a lot of people can come into that place and um, I know that CBN is going to be given a lot of help on loans in that area um, food processing as well yeah. and so you may not be in for farming because it's a bit hectic it's not down your lane but you can buy those things process them and um, you do very well um, Catering, um, as long as you are known to be very careful in the handling of people's food, yeah. because if everybody finds out that they can't trust your handling, That's they're it. going to run away from you, not after what we have had. And then the health option. You know, I found out that people are now looking at health differently. Now, it's not treating the um, ailments anymore. Yeah. It's how to boost your immunity that you don't even get sick in the first place. Absolutely. I have it on good authority that the people with high immunity are not likely to come down with this coronavirus because even if it hit them, 
their immunity will deal with it, yeah. and they may not even know. True. And they're going to move on. So anybody that can sell stuff that ups our, our family, our personal immunity, yeah. is going to be everybody's best friend. Absolutely. Particularly if it's affordable and it is proven. So um, that's, that's another area we could train and, and jump in there as well. I know that um, in, the, in the digital world, designing well, uh, websites, flyers, brochures, and so on, um, are going to become bigger than they have been. Yeah, because they have and virtual assistants, like, like sectorial services, remote sectorial services, so that you, you farm out your sectorial services to somebody you don't see, and they just daily send you stuff you need and so on. Yeah. So, uh, because cost of running um, offices will reduce when people operate small offices, it will translate to the bigger companies who now have a cheaper way of doing the sectorial um, um, business. Yeah. And so, for me, these things are there. I don't think they're that rare. It is to look at the one that is up your alley right. and train, like you said, and use start with what you've got and don't, you know, um, raise your nose at it, it can grow to become something uh, big. And um, I also have in the health sector food uh, supplements to boost oh, immune, yeah. uh, uh, immunity as well. Sure. And fitness will always be a big thing. Um, so I just wanted, because this is not my field, I'm a pastor and a lawyer, I wanted you uh, business uh, you're right on the consultants money. to You're right on the money. You're right uh, on the very, very, very good. I'm trying to keep to my word that we will not take you beyond 7.30. I, um, whatever uh, questions you have posted that we've not been able to deal with, we will deal with them and post them on our platforms. Um, and a lot of that will come from um, Steve Harris helping us because he's committed to helping people beyond just making good money for himself, and he should make good money. And I recommend that all of you that are connected to big boys all over the place, if you're looking for a coach, if you're looking for a business consultant, this is the man because he's my man and he has a proven track record. But my real business is prayer. And so I want to pray concerning all that we have said because with God, nothing shall be impossible. And he's the wind be behind our sail. And particularly now that God is saying that the battles of these days needs an impute of angelic assistance, angelic involvement, angelic um, uh, intervention. And I'm going to pray. I, I, I take my text. You can put it back up on the screen. First uh, Corinthians 16 and verse 9 from the Amplified Version of the Bible. First Corinthians 16 and verse 9, the Amplified Version of the Bible. Paul says, for a wide door of opportunity was opened to me, but there are many adversaries. For a wide door of opportunity and make many doors of opportunity open unto all of us. And with the gift and the training that we have received, we're able to sort them out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying God opened a wide door of opportunity for him. But there are many adversaries. There are, there are principalities and powers. There are people, satanic agents, that would want to crunch the opportunity that one has waited for for a long time. It is my job and business to pray for you. And I pray that, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray against every such wicked adversary that will want to crunch the opportunity that people have come into 
that we have been taught to identify that when that time comes, no adversary is going to shut that door of opportunity against our people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says God is the one that opens the door. No adversary should shut. And so, Lord, haven't come this far, haven't learned so much, haven't prepared for this opportunity, these doors will not be slammed in the face of our people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for angelic intervention to dismantle every such attempt to shut doors of opportunity against the good people of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May angels of God be, be assigned to wedge open doors of opportunity that our people can run through and have a great experience and prosper post-COVID-19 to the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm praying also that by an angelic reinforcement and assignment that every such attempt to scramble the opportunities of people and put their efforts to shame. Lord, let it meet with a head-on collusion with our angelic helpers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The head-on collusion, let our angelic helpers come like a semi, like, like a trailer against anything that stands in the way of our opportunities becoming a reality and a source of prosperity in the name of the Lord Jesus. People have suffered enough. People have waited a, a long time. People are training themselves. People are working hard. May no wickedness come against that opportunity when it finally arrives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Rather than be a, a, a hindrance, let there be a support. Let the wind be behind us to be wind assistant, not a head-on wind in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will not have wind resistance. Let us enjoy wind assistance even as we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm praying also, Father, that you will help us. Remember all the things that we have learned. We pray that these things will resonate in our spirit, give us deep understanding, opening our eyes of understanding, enlightening our darkness, so that hitherto where we saw darkness, now we will see light in the darkness, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the grace to be able to convert these opportunities into progress and to maximize them into profitability in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for everyone who is investing their time, streaming live, to this series of preparing for the new, that it will not be an exercise in futility, but God will bless this effort. It will, it will, it will germinate and metamorphose into great progress and prosperity to the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for our guest contributor. We we'll, we'll release blessings upon him and his family in the name of Jesus. I release blessings upon all the viewers that in, in a very short time, you'll be sending me text messages. You'll be going online. You go to our website, posting your testimonies. Testimonies of the turnaround. Testimonies of moving forward. Testimonies of doors opening. Testimonies of things turning around in your favor to the glory of God. Father, thank you because you hear me when I pray. Thank you because it is more powerful when we pray in agreement and by the force of our faith, based on the word of God and the promises of God and our agreement, I declare all the prayers said to be done to the, in the profiting of every one of, every one of us and to the glory of God. Blessed be our King for your mercy, for your grace, for your favor and your blessing over our lives. We pray with thanksgiving in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen and amen
I want to I want to thank you all for coming streaming live. I want to thank our guest contributor. I want you to stay with us next week. We're going to be having um, another great great business consultant and a fiery Christian and minister of God as well. His name is Jimmy Terry, who is going to be speaking to us on the five must-haves that will prepare us to, to be ushered into the destiny in Christ that is full of good things waiting for us in the name of the Lord Jesus. And also, I want to ask you to join me again at Thank God It Is Friday, TGIF, this Friday at 6 p.m. And... Um, and we're, we're going to be having, uh, we're going to be looking at the subject, and I want you to prepare your mind for that, on the subject of can things ever go back to normal? Can things ever go back to normal? It's a thought that we're going to bounce around. We're going to take counsel together. It's not church. It's us chilling together, iron sharpening iron, and God blessing us. We'll have a good time, and I'm going to play some good music. We're going to dance and be, and be blessed. You know, where the brethren dwell together, this, the Lord commands the blessing. But let me let our guest have one last word. He's so full of wisdom and he wants to give us everything, but time will not allow. So, Harris, what's your last word for us? <laughs> um, last word is just don't be a hearer of the word, but please do something with what you've heard. Um, just do Amen. something with what you've heard. Take one thing that we've said. Um, if it's you know, doing some research, if it's preparing yourself, um, do something, one thing, and you'll be fine. Um, let's not waste the time um, getting information overload. This is the time to do something with what you've done, with, with what you've learned. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's it's a pleasure having you again, and um, I am enriched, and so are so uh, many people. And like I said, hopefully we're going to bring you back and tell you all that we'll be doing, and your heart will be lifted up. And our God, our Father, will bless you multifold in Jesus' mighty name. 